Good morning, everybody. Let's listen to God's word. Turn to the Lord and pray to him now that he is near. Let the wicked leave their way of life and change their way of thinking. Let them turn to the Lord our God. He is merciful and quick to forgive. Advent. I'll stand back from that one. I've muddled them all up with extra mics. We're here to worship our Lord. It's Advent as we continue, and we're going to watch a video to start. So whether you're at home or whether you're in the building this morning, let's allow ourselves to be spoken by God's Spirit into our hearts as we watch this video together. The darkness must have thought it had won when the broken and battered figure of Jesus was led away to be crucified. A victory sealed by a stone laid over a garden tomb. Just as all those years earlier, the dark powers of oppression commanded the citizens of their empire to be registered and taxed to fund their vanity projects and the infrastructures that earthly empires require. But the darkness could not overcome the light. And in this season of Advent, we kindle that same light for our generation. Our flames and candles are but symbols of a deeper, enduring truth. The light of Christ is inextinguishable. It cannot be overcome. And we find peace through knowing and declaring this timeless truth. Though many who first held that light did so with trembling hands in the face of persecution and oppression, mocked and misunderstood, misrepresented and falsely accused, their lives nonetheless were an enduring testimony that the light of Christ cannot be overcome. The peace of God is not defined by human circumstances. It surpasses human understanding. And though our minds may be disturbed by the realities that prevail, the darkness will not overcome the light. Though our hearts may be troubled by all that we witness and endure, the darkness will not overcome the light. And though those hearts may be fragile and our minds consumed by human frailty, the peace of God is our protector. The light of Christ shines in our darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. It's through darkness that the light becomes more defined, more obvious, more fulfilling of its purpose and intent. And in the midst of this world's darkness, there will be times when we are called to hold the light for others, and times when we simply need to turn our eyes to the light that others hold for us. But of one thing we are certain, the light cannot 
be overcome. cannot be overcome. Our Christ, our Lord who we worship this Christmas, cannot be overcome. He overcame everything. So let's stand and worship him. And as we do so, Serena is going to come and light our Advent ring. Let's stand and worship. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you. Thank you that we can stand together this morning, whether we're at home or here in the building, and just praise you and thank you. Because God, you continue to bless us. Father, thank you that you didn't abandon your people, but that you sent Jesus as that baby that we celebrate each Christmas to live amongst us, to show us how to live, to teach us about yourself, to die in our place, to defeat sin and death forever. And God, we just thank you. Father God, in this time of Advent, so we start this time placing our trust afresh in you. Father God, we long to know you thoroughly this Christmas. Lord, as COVID spreads, as the news gets negative, as fear starts to seep in, Lord, as the wrapping needs to be done and the cards need to be posted, Lord, in the busyness of it all, we pray that we would constantly keep you at the center. And so God, as we continue in our worship, we pray that you would be center in our hearts and our lives this morning, and that as we worship you, we might meet with you, our living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's continue as we sing, There's Nothing Worth More. If anybody wants to lead us in prayer, please feel free to do so. Amen.
Amen. Let's continue as we lift our Lord's name on high. Amen. Thank you. Please take your seats. I'm now going to change. I'm now Haley. Haley. She's changed her hair color. She's got a, a bit bigger than she was. Poor Haley. Okay. Notices. Hopefully, you've seen these. Hopefully, you might have been able to deliver some for us. We still need probably three more people to deliver three more roads. So, Ken, would you mind standing up and giving us a wave this morning? Big smile. There you go. Behind that mask, he is smiling his heart out. Thank you. If you are able to deliver some of these leaflets, please have a word with Ken, because um, we have some more, and we really want to get them out. We want people to know that the church is meeting here and online. People can easily access our services this year and keep safe and worship our God and hear the good news. And not only that, already some people have come into the meeting place because on the back there is a 10% off voucher, so it's worth having one. So deliver them, keep one for yourself, come and have a nice cup of coffee or a meal at the meeting place. And uh, let's get people invited. If you know your neighbours and you know, you're able to invite them, invite them to come and join us. It starts this week. We have that really special service that Vicky leads each year with Remembering at Christmas at 7.30 this Wednesday. Again, it's in person, but it's also available online. So anybody can access it. And it's for all of us who have lost people or still miss people or Christmas is a difficult time. So it's time to stop. It's a time to recognize and acknowledge some of the pain and heartache that we feel as we go into this season. And in many households, that's the case, but it's not necessarily easy to express that, is it? Because everyone wants to be joyous. And so this service is a really special one. So if you know people who have lost loved ones this year, please invite them to remembering at Christmas this Wednesday. And then next Sunday in the morning is the all-age nativity service, which is always great. Carols by candlelight in the evening. I wonder what Ian's got up his sleeve for us this year. Always, again, a really special service. Um, And then 22nd of December, we have carols in the cafe at 12.45. And if you're feeling energetic, by popular request, popular demand, we have the well-being walk beforehand. So you can go out for a walk, get some fresh air, Come in and we can sing some carols and have a lovely time together at that lunchtime service. Christmas Eve, we have a Christmas praise party for the younger ones amongst us, the children. So make sure you drag your parents along and be good so that, you know, Father Christmas comes later that day. Midnight communion, 11.30 till midnight. Christmas Day, we have our 10.30 service of worship. And then we have the opportunity on the 31st of December to get together. So please, lots of services. 
Take a leaflet on your way out so you know, and then come in and use your voucher as well. I think that is the notices, isn't it? So, okay, Haley is done. <laughs> but I have also an absolute delightful thing to do next, and that is to say thank you to you as a church and a fellowship at home. For those of you who have been able to give to the Moldova appeal, lots of money's been given. It's been absolutely incredible. And lots of gifts have been made, by, particularly by the Tuesday group on the, on the morning. So thank you so much to each one of you. And lots of gifts have been put together. And we thank you to David and JJ and the family for organizing it all and putting it together. We're going to show a video of what it's about and what's happened to it all. T-H-A-N-K-Y-O-U Thank you, thank you T-H-A-N-K-Y-O-U Thank you, thank you T-H-A-N-K-Y-O-U T-H-A-N-K Y-O-U Thank you, 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 T-H-A-N-K-Y-O-U. Thank you, thank you, T-H-A-N-K-Y-O-U. T-H-A-N-K-Y-O-U. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you so much for all that you've given towards this RBC Christmas appeal. And we're really excited by just how much you've been able to offer and give in your generosity. Yeah, these gifts are going to be uh, vital for a lot of families to enable them to provide financially and to be self-sufficient. Um, so they are really valuable and will go to, to yeah, meeting great need in the country. And as we do that, of course, we share, take the opportunity to share the good news um, with those that we meet and those that receive these generous gifts. Thank you again. Isn't it lovely to know that you've bought, I didn't even know they existed, such a thing as a super goat. <laughs> Shows what a farmer I am. I thought if you had a goat, you had milk all year round. I clearly am missing an awful lot of biology. What a gift, isn't it? You know, having worked abroad in a, a poor country myself, 
a country in need, a gift like 10 chickens is just going to blow people away. You've really made people's Christmases this year. And we've seen the pictures in the past of the shoebox being given. People are given those gifts that you've made and are going to be given out again. Oh, my goodness. To be touched by strangers. But actually, we're welcoming them and saying we're part of a family together. So as they have arrived and they're ready to start giving them out, so pray that people might really know not just our love for them, but the love of God as they share those gifts. We're going to say thank you to God for um, our offerings now. And when we sing our next hymn, if you've not had a chance to um, give an offering you'd like to, there's boxes here and at the front and a card machine at the front. Please take the opportunity to get up and go and use it. But let's pray and uh, thank God for how he's blessed us so richly. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for what you've given to us so that we can bless others with those gifts. And God, we pray this morning for Andy and Rihanna. Pray your blessing on them as they spend time alone this Christmas. May they know your love and your um, surrounding as they celebrate your birth. And Father God, as they share those gifts with the people out there in Moldova, we pray that they would get into the hands of those who most need them. And that God, as those gifts are given, might your love be shown and demonstrated through those gifts. And Father God, we pray that you would use these gifts to draw people to yourself. Father, bless them, we pray. May they enjoy giving out gifts and may they be blessed by the responses that they get. And Father God, we pray for all the gifts that we have offered this morning um, through the bank accounts, through um, a regular giving, whether it's a one-off. God, we want to say thank you to you this morning. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you that even when things are hard, you've met our needs and we're so grateful. Lord, we pray this morning too for our children another gift to this church. We thank you for each one of them. And Lord, as they go out to their own groups now, we pray that they too would be blessed with knowing the gift of your love. Father, anoint the teachers and bless the children and may they hear your word and meet with you in their groups too. Lord, bless them and thank you. Thank you for each one. In Jesus' name, amen. So our children are going to depart to their groups as we sing our next song. If you're a visitor with us and you've got children who would like to join in, please send them in that direction. They will be well looked after. Let's stand and sing our next song of worship. We have two readings now, and uh, John Brown's going to read the first one, then Priscilla's going to read the second reading. Thank you.
first reading is from uh, Matthew chapter 2, starting at verse 1, verse 1 to verse 12. Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you, have, as soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. We thank God for his word. Good morning, church. The reading is taken from Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 10, from the NIV Bible. The parable of the lost sheep. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. The parable of the lost coin. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp? sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the word of God. Amen. Thank you very much.
We continue in our Advent series of sermons. And if you remember the first week, Vicky talked about pain coming from blessing. Oh, sorry, from pain comes blessings. I knew that didn't sound quite right. And nobody's questioned me. You just sat there thinking, yeah, you must know what he's talking about. <laughs> and that was the story of Mary. Second week, last week, we looked at from doubt comes faith. And the questioning of our doubt and going brings a stronger faith. This week, we're looking for, at from seeking comes finding. And the story of the wise men. From seeking comes finding. Have you ever lost anything? You know that moment where you lose something and you think, where can it be? You lose your wallet or your purse and the fear within you as you think, oh, my life is in there. And you start frantically looking around and can you find it? You search every handbag you have used. You even search those handbags you haven't used in the last 10 years. I know they're there. You check all your pockets and you go through everything. And you look, start looking under cushions. Where can this be? And you get more and more anxious as the time goes on as you can't find it. And you start getting snappy with other people when they ask you stupid questions like, where did you have it last? If I knew that, I would know where to look for it. Don't ask stupid questions. <laughs> Nearly as bad as, well, where did you put it? I know they're trying to be helpful. And then they're accusing the men of not looking properly because men can never find things. Any men suffer with that accusation here? Yeah, it's normally in front of our eyes. And we seek, and we seek, and hopefully we find. And when you find the relief, oh, it's all there. I haven't got to phone up the bank and stop my cards. I haven't got to do... I haven't lost my money. It's okay. The wise men, the magi, the men from the east, or whatever you want to call them, they had a hint that something amazing had happened. In their consciousness a star had appeared that promised them that there was a new baby king be born but they only knew in part and so they set out to find they set out to find and like we would all do you start to look in the obvious places don't you a king has been born where will a king be born in a palace or Queen Mary's Hospital, or wherever. If they are royalty, they will be born somewhere posh. And so they went to look there. But 
that was not the end of their search because they did not find the baby in the obvious place. In the place where they expected. Where they had to look was the unexpected places. This Christmas, as we come to find and worship the Christ child again, we're going to have some great times of worship together as a church, as we remember on Wednesday and have that quiet remembering at Christmas service. Next Sunday, the chaotic of the children telling the nativity. Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without that, would it? And the great fun. Next Sunday evening, carols and a traditional carol service. And Christmas Day, yes, it will be Christmas Day service. But watch out for falling over Jesus in an unexpected place this Christmas. As you see something or someone and they remind you of Christ. But for us as pilgrims of disciples, it's important that we do again seek the true meaning of Christmas. Seek God. And so the first point I want to make is that we need to seek what is really important. Isaiah 55, those prophecies from Isaiah, says these words in verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. There are all sorts of things that we are looking for. We're looking for happiness. We're looking for joy. We're looking for maybe riches. And we're looking for all kinds of things. Maybe you're looking for that perfect gift for that loved one that you have. Maybe you're looking for all sorts of things. But we are encouraged as disciples to seek what is important and what is important is the true meaning of Christmas the true meaning of Christmas if you watch the adverts on telly they're all trying to tell you that Christmas won't be complete without the food from Marks and Spencers or whatever from John Lewis and you've got to watch all these things and because they will make Christmas let me tell you not one of them will fulfill the real meaning of Christmas Christmas is only complete when we truly search for the Christ child among us really search and welcome God with us Emmanuel God became a human being. And I want to say to you today, if you've not got much time, if you've not got much energy, then for you to have a meaningful Christmas, use what you've got to search the most important thing this Christmas. Jesus. So we seek 
what is important. And seeking is a deliberate, conscious decision. It's not just a falling over it. It's a seeking. I know there are people within our church who have this hobby of collecting geocaches. For those of you who do not know what they are, Barbara Gatherham will explain all later. She could, I could see the confusion on her face as I mentioned it. No, she won't. <laughs> geocaches are a way of trying to find tiny little uh, things in the whole of the world. And you, if you've got it, you get this app on your phone. You know what one of those is, don't you, Barbara? <laughs> and it tells you where this thing is hidden and gives you a clue on how to find it. It could be hidden on a signpost or whatever. I haven't actually checked. There could well be some around this church because they're all over the place. And those who are doing it, they go out with this clue and this reference to find it. And when they have found it, they write their little message in the clue and then they put it back in the box for the next person to come and find it. They put all kinds of energy into finding these things. When Vicky and I were younger, we did it properly. It was before the days of apps and all those sorts of things. Yes, I'm that old. But we did Dartmoor letterboxing. And in, on Dartmoor, it's still true today, all over Dartmoor, there are little tubs or boxes hidden under rocks or down holes. And you get a clue as to where these are, which is simply the six-grid map reference plus a clue, like you stand with your back to a rowan bush and walk so many steps in a particular direction, there it is. It was great fun. And do you know what? You can wear children out looking for these things. And they don't realise they've just walked 12 miles or something. Because they're so busy looking in every pot. And it, we, it's a conscious decision when we go looking for these things. To f yeah, We've got the clues, we've got everything. We are going to go and find them. They are the thing we are looking for. And nothing else matters. What you find out, actually, when you're going across Dartmoor, which is a beautiful place, when you focus on looking in the holes, you miss the beauty of the scenery because you're so focused. It's Christmas. This Advent... As the wise men who left where they are were, went to journey to find this newborn king. And they made the conscious decision to go and seek. Maybe this Christmas you will make the conscious decision to find Jesus for yourself again. Put as much energy into finding Jesus as you do to finding your turkey or the presents. Put as much energy in as you do for all the rest of the preparations because Jesus is the reason for the season.
Without Christ, you just have mass. A mass of food, a mass of presents, but you don't have Christmas. Seeking is a conscious decision. Now, every time I lose something in the house or in my office, I have to search for it, and I decide each and every time I need to get rid of some of the clutter. And when I found the thing, I resolve I'm going to get rid of the clutter. And I mean it. But life goes on. And it's not until the next time that I lose something that I remember I'm going to get rid of the clutter. As we deliberately focus on Jesus, the reason for the season, maybe it's also a time to reduce the clutter, reduce the busyness that we can focus because seeking is a conscious decision. But seeking is also the way we discover We all know about Jesus. We've heard the stories many times before. We all know about the Christmas story and we can't wait to see the angels coming in, being dressed as angels. And for Mary, who's always dressed in blue, and Joseph, the actor with the non-speaking part. And they all come in and we are familiar with all this. And yes, in the center is that verse. And she gave birth to a son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and named him Jesus. The end. And we go away thinking we've done the Christmas thing now. We can get on with life and we have ticked the box. But this Christmas I invite you, like the wise men, to really, really seek. And I want to invite you to seek so hard that you go beyond all the Christmas story to getting to know who Jesus was. You can know about someone, but do you really know them? How do you get to know someone? You spend time with them. You share life with them. You give away time and put other things aside to truly get to know them. Think of your best friend. How did they become a good friend? It was through relationship. 
through relationship. And you and your best friend know things about each other that you don't tell others because that's your relationship. And you have things in common because that's your relationship. This Christmas, is it time to reboot your relationship with Jesus? To not just know about him, but to truly know him. Not just to hear the story, but to be the story. Your story, your relationship, Jesus and you. You see, Jesus didn't come just to be in a story. He came to seek and save the lost. That's you and me. He came to have a personal relationship with us. That's you and me. He came to save us. That's you and me. He came to be our friend and our saviour. And so this theme of this sermon from seeking comes finding. It's not just about finding Jesus. It's about finding your relationship with Jesus. Finding your ongoing living with Jesus. Finding who Jesus really is to you. Because without a saviour, we are lost. From seeking comes finding. And I invite you this Christmas to find your relationship with Jesus in a new and deep way. You see, seeking will bring you understanding. It may not be what our preconceived understanding of Christ was. Just like the wise men, they didn't find him in the palace. And God has an ability to shock us. God has an ability to blow our minds. Blow our minds as he shows us how much he loves us and cares about us and wants to be a part of our living. God has that ability. In the second reading, Priscilla read, thank you. We've got the story of the lost Lost sheep, lost coin. And Jesus was telling these stories to tell the story of a loving father who was looking for the lost. A loving father who was looking for the lost. And maybe today, you might say, well, I've been in church all my life. Of course I'm not lost. Well, where is your relationship with Jesus today? Have you lost that? 
has it become normalized? Has it become something that's just what you do? This Christmas, starting today, I invite you, actually it's not me, it's God himself who invites us to seek him. To seek him while he may be found, to get that relationship back. Jesus' own words, Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, says, Seek first God's kingdom. And I want to say to you today, Seek. You do nothing else this Christmas, seek God. If you feel your faith has gone cold, well, get seeking. Seek, and you will find. Because God longs to have that deep and meaningful relationship with you. And this Christmas, it's here on offer for all who want to do, have a relationship with God. Let me just talk as I close to maybe you've never accepted Jesus into your life at all. And maybe this is all new about you can have a personal relationship with God. Maybe you come from a culture or background where being a Christian is just turning up, singing up, paying up and going home. Jesus came to build personal relationships with his creation. That's you and me. And anyone who wants to invite Jesus into their life can have a relationship with the living God. And I want to say to you today, you can have that relationship. And as I pray in a moment, if you want that relationship with God, just say this prayer quietly in your heart to God. And let God come in. You can say it for the first time. Maybe your faith has gone cold. Say it again. This Christmas, let's do relationship. Relationship with God. Let's pray together. Earlier in the service, we prayed as we sang, let us be more aware of your presence. Lord, I pray, to pray now that we are the aware of the presence of Jesus Christ through the presence of the Holy Spirit today. Lord, we confess that we've been so busy that we've not invested in that personal relationship with you. We may have even been very religious, Lord, 
and zealous for doing the right things, but not had a personal relationship with you. Lord Jesus, come into our lives. Come in afresh, Lord. That we can know the very presence of Christ with us. Lord, may we get to know you better. May our relationship with you grow stronger. Lord, speak into our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to sing a carol before our prayers of intercession as with gladness, men of old. as we pray, we pray for those who need a touch from God at this time and we pray for our world. Lord, as we have been thinking about seeking, searching, we thank you, Lord, that there is the opportunity to discover more of you. And Lord, we pray for our world as in the end of a week where tornado and hurricane have gone across America and caused so much heartache. We pray for all who are affected by those storms. Lord, as we see again stories of migrants fleeing for their lives, we pray for safety and wisdom for all who are working with these situations. Lord, at the end of another week of seeming cha political chaos in our nation, we pray for a nation that is led in truth and justice. Lord, where the vulnerable, the needy are cared for. Lord, as the pandemic seems to continue, particularly with the new Omicron variant, Lord, we pray for those scientists and advisors who are guiding us as a nation and guiding this world. Lord, we pray for those people who mean so much to us, but who are unwell. We pray for Lillian, for Brian, for Eddie, for Maureen, for Pauline, for Iris, for Linda, for Cynthia, 
for Wesley, who was admitted to hospital yesterday, I think. For Joan, for Pamela, for Don. Lord, be with them, we pray. Be with those who are mourning loved ones who have recently died. And Lord, we particularly pray for Lara and Samuel as they are traveling to Nigeria for the funeral of Lara's mum later this week. We pray you will be with them all. And Lord, we pray for ourselves that this Christmas as we seek Jesus, we will truly know him. And Lord, we will make the conscious decision to follow him. In Jesus' name, amen. We close our service by singing that song, I have decided to follow Jesus. Say the words of the grace to one another, as I think they will probably come up on the screen. There they are. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Please do stay. Have a cup of tea or coffee, which is being served out in the front. You are welcome. Please let me remind you, there's just three lots of... I put four fingers up there. Three lots of cards for... Um, to be delivered. If they're not delivered by Wednesday, they're wasted. So let's get three people delivering them out to the streets. That'll be wonderful. And also, if you're a member and in the directory, uh, JJ has the directories. God bless.